headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Christina Ellis Ramsey, personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. She and I will be answering your questions about your life and your money. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Rebecca's with us in Flint, Michigan. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, sorry, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> it's okay. You'll be all right. We've never lost a patient. <laughs> Um, I've been grooming for 12 years now and, uh, been doing mobile grooming, started my own business six years ago during the pandemic in 2020, I shut down and was going through, um, a rough divorce and moved to be closer to my support system and my family. Um, when I reopened, I kept my old, some of my old clients, um, but it's time to let them go. My business is booming and I have people waiting to get in with me. Um, I just don't know how to let them go without, um, without disappointing them and without leaving myself open to, um, caving in. So I, I can see myself telling them, Hey, you guys have me till June after June. You're going to have to find another groomer and them going, we'll pay you more money. We'll do whatever we can to keep you when it just needs to be a severed tie. So I'm calling Dave to see if you can, if you have any tools or advice on how I tackle that. What's going on with the old clients? Why do they need to be severed? Too far away. Um, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing to do with them. They're good clients. Um, they're an hour away. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, now I'm within 20 minutes of home. I have a kid in school. Um, so once a week I'm driving an hour, I'm grooming all of them. They're fantastic on keeping their appointments and that it's just, it's the drive back and forth when I could be making the same amount of money, if not more close to home. Well, and you're also, uh, losing all that time, which is important. Even if you got paid for it, it's still not the way to live your life. Exactly. That's why I don't want to leave myself open for money. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's a very simple thing. You just say, it's too far a drive after my divorce, I moved and I'm way away and I'm not able to do clients anymore that aren't within this, uh, range. Oh, well, I want you to come anyway. I'm sorry. I just wish I could, but I can't. Well, I'll pay you double. I'm sorry. I just wish I could, but I can't. And it's just, no is a complete sentence, Rebecca. I mean, yeah, it's getting that. No, I've been grooming for them since I was I in my early care. 20s. So <laughs> it's hard. I don't care. I mean, there's things you, okay. you outgrow things, things change in life. And if their life revolves around their dog groomer, they need to grow a real life. <laughs> well, Dave, should there be the option for them to drive to her? If you want to do that, that's I, fine. Yeah. It, if you yeah, want to, pre- I thought about present. that. That can make that that kind of puts a wrench in things because if they're late or don't show up, now mm. I'm sitting. I'm trying to find some place to groom from. The whole point of being mobile is uh, convenience for the client. I show up and groom your dog. Yeah. So you don't want to do it. Then you're trying you to schedule around it me. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't yep. make sense, you know. And so, you know, uh, 
we had a lady that cleaned our house and her husband moved to oklahoma and she wanted to go with her husband so she can't clean her house anymore because she's not going to come from oklahoma to clean her house (laughs) and you know it was she's a sweet lady she's been with us for years we love her She's like a family member in a sense, but she's not a family member. And um, anybody with common sense knows that you're not going to come from Oklahoma to Nashville to clean a house. It doesn't make sense. So, and that, that's the same discussion. It's just you know you're going to ha- you're going to have one or two that are unreasonable emotional people, but that's just because they're unreasonable emotional people, and you're just going to have to say I can't do it. Now I'm assuming you have enough. You said your business is booming. You got enough business lined up. You don't need them. Oh, no. I, going out there is, is literally, I don't want to disappoint them. It's, it's literally, it's you don't know how to say no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, just so, I mean, you just, I'm so sorry. I just can't. You know, the other thing you could do is, do you have a, a, a former competitor in that area that you could recommend with good conscience? I don't. That, that would make it easier to say, here's somebody to go to. Mm-hmm. I, there's not a whole lot of groomers. It's, out, it's a very rural area yeah. out there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can relate to your concerns as somebody who, you know, Enneagram 3 doesn't like to make people unhappy. You know, those conversations can be kind of nerve wracking. But if it helps, you may want to even like write out a script before you go into the call where it's like, you know, here are my boundaries. Here's what I'm going to say. So that once you get in it, you know, no matter what they say, even if they're like, oh, man, and start making you feel bad, you've really thought through kind of the boundaries and what you want to say. And the big thing you got to think about is this. When I get off the phone, there's only one result. It's over. Okay. Breaking up is hard to do, but it's over. <laughs> it's over. It's over. We're not, there's no negotiation. There's no, you're not attempting to get anything else out of this. You're simply notifying them that after June, little Fluffy's going to have to get his hair cut by somebody else. Pretty simple. And they'll be okay. They're going to be all right. They'll be all right. I mean, we, Rufus the Shih Tzu at Ramsey Place gets a mobile groomer that comes in and cuts his Shih Tzu hair off, which definitely needs to happen. And, um, you know, I don't, don't, we, we don't have like this in-depth familial relationship with the dog groomer. It's okay. I it's mean. Okay. They cut the dog's hair. It's what they do. It's okay. Dave, dog. But don't make this bigger and bigger than it is. <laughs> it's just, you know, just no, I can't cut their hair anymore. Just like that. Yeah. Even if you run into intense dog dads, which apparently is a thing now. <laughs> well, just, I mean, just I, I don't. There aren't the only dog dads are other dogs. So <laughs> I don't that, know. There's some people, people in this building people who don't would argue make with little you. dogs. <laughs> other dogs make little dogs. So we need to keep this in mind. But yeah, it's it's a little bit out of control. I'm kind of with Deloney on this one. All right, Joseph is with us in uh, Austin, Texas. Hi, Joseph. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. How you doing, Mr. Ramsey? I really appreciate your call. Me and uh, my cousin Calvin been listening to you for uh, a long time, so it's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you, sir. How can we help? Uh, okay, so I'm 19 years old. I'm in the Army. Um, I'm in college. I'm about to get out in uh, uh, two years and some change. Um, my plan is to, my ultimate goal is to buy a house. When I get out of the Army, I'm going to go back home to New Jersey, New York City area, and I get basic housing allowance, which is 3,500 bucks for four years. I have about $25,000 saved up and my plan is to, uh, or, you know, go during that four years, you're getting the 3,500 stipend because you're going to be getting your education. Correct. Yes, sir. Every month. Yeah. Good for you. Hey, thanks for your service. It sounds like a good plan. No, I would not buy a house while you're going through school. Just be a college student, a 21 year old college student. Government's giving you housing allowance. You got some money to cover rent and just go to school. 
just go to school. Don't get in the house business. Go to get in the college graduation business. Focus on one thing. Because after you get out of college, it's highly unlikely you're going to be in that area. So let's make a decision to just rent right now. Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products? Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why they're comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. The countdown to Christmas is on, and you have less than two days left to get free shipping and to get your gifts in time for Christmas. Go to RamseySolutions.com. Check out our new Ramsey apparel. We've got tees, hoodies, sweatshirts, all with your favorite Ramsey one-liners like live like no one else or cash is king or better than I deserve. And also check out questions for humans, conversation cards, uh, we have sold out of the Christmas version. We've sold out of the New Year's version, but we have the brand new regular second edition there is available, which will work just fine for your holiday get together. And the Ramsey Gold Planner is out there and the Rachel Cruz Red Wallet is out there. Uh, you have until December 8th, just a couple of days to get free shipping and have your gifts in time for Christmas. RamseySolutions.com. Head on over there today. So NPR, uh, somebody sent me the link today. I guess it was our producer, James, sent it. Uh, NPR, Stacy Smith, a writer for NPR, has a full article about a young lady uh, paying off $18,000 worth of credit card debt, not making a lot of money as a journalism living in Brooklyn. And uh, she did this new craze that is sweeping the nation. Apparently, Gen Z has... Uh, has a brand new fad out called um, cash stuffing. It's a TikTok craze. Living on cash on the envelope system. It's oh. called cash stuffing. Such a new concept. Oh, it's brand new. Just came out. <laughs> the TikTok guys just figured it out. And so um, it's fun, though. I'm glad that I'm glad she did it. So she learned how to do the envelope system. We. I, I heard about the envelope system uh, 36 years ago the first time from a guy named Larry Burkett, and, it, and I have a collection of antique envelope systems from the 30s, the 20s, the 40s, and the 50s. It was quite the wow. thing. There was little envelope systems like Rachel Cruz's wallet, had the red wallet that we have in the store right now, all the colors, but the brand-new red one also. It has pockets in it that you label with uh, – categories in your budget and some things in your budget from the very first day i started teaching this larry burkett stole it from your grandmother i stole it from larry burkett and your grandmother uh we've been teaching people to do um the envelope system which now is called cash stuffing if you're a cool gen z tic tacker so um 
That's how that works. And, and so here's how cash stuffing, now that I know what you call it, uh, here's how the envelope system that we've taught for 40 years works. It's pretty simple. You have some categories in your budget, and they should be mostly, if not all, categories of things you spend when you are not paying bills. You're away from your desk. You're away from your home. So a grocery store could be car gas, could be entertainment budget. It could be a restaurant budget. And I do recommend when you first start your budget, separate restaurants and groceries because uh, it'll make you realize what you're spending on restaurants. Uh, and, and so what we taught people to do, and we still teach people to do this, I just didn't know it was cool again. Um, I mean, if you keep your clothes long enough, they come back. Just ask James. I mean, it's um, come back from the 90s, right? So, um, but the, uh, uh, so the idea is I'm going to spend X number of dollars for this pay period on groceries. I'll make up a number. 500 bucks 400 bucks whatever the number is you actually get that much cash out of your paycheck and put the actual real dollars into the envelope marked groceries or in the rachel cruz envelope system that and you label it groceries and then you don't buy any groceries except out of that envelope and you don't buy anything out of that envelope except groceries it makes you keep your categories clean and true. And oh, by the way, when you uh, are out of money in that category, stop buying. And so this young lady goes to the grocery store in this article with $46 to the, in the grocery store, $46 huh. cash. For the week? I, apparently. Or for the month? I, no, no, no. It's for the week. Okay. And I believe I, I, was like, I have to go back and reread the article, budget. but That's I mean, rice. but she's like, I have to stay away from the fancy olive oil aisle because I really you're you're in for that stuff, and I I'm not going to get it. And uh, and she's buying day old bread and gets a whole thing a loaf of bread, and she's like, okay, that's twenty slices. That means I get ten peanut butter and jellies out of that. And so you know, and she's going down two dollars and thirty six cents, eighty cents, six dollars and. 38 cents and as she's walking through she knows she can't go over 46 dollars because that's what's in her food envelope well and it feels different when you're spending cold hard cash like when you actually are handing over something in that transaction that you don't get back there's an emotional attachment to it, it well the you know the studies have shown uh and, and one of the best studies uh, was done at mit and is they were studying the the brain wave and when you brainwave activity and when you spend with real cash it activates the pain centers of the brain when you spend with plastic nothing no brain but um yeah but anyway no i mean it's just dead there's no but you're it, so you're, in other words you have an ouchie moment when you spend cash because you have a a realization and you're right rachel cruz pointed out years ago and i had never thought of it but she and i were doing an event together and she pointed out when you hand you know, you think about when you were a kid, if you wanted to trade one of your toys to another kid for their toy. So there's a trade, there's a transaction. You give them yours that you don't get it back. Mm -hmm. They give you theirs. And so that's what happens with cash. We hand over president faces and we leave with a loaf of bread. So there's a, there's a transaction. There's a handy, you give up something and you leave with something visually 
that doesn't happen when you spin with plastic. You give them the plastic, they hand you the plastic back and the loaf of bread. There's no transaction visually, to your point earlier. And there's that sounds so uh, primitive, but it activates those parts of the brain, and you have to understand personal finance is 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. So when you put systems in place that help you manage your behavior – you are you, you you you're it's a life hack you're you're cutting you're cutting a corner and making it work well and that's part of you know when people say i can keep credit cards and i pay them off every month they're i mean i'm not going to argue with the people who say that they can do that but do you spend more when you do that do you not have that pain center go off like if you were actually spending cash would you be a little bit more hesitant to buy that extra shirt to buy that extra purchase that you maybe don't need Oh, well, studies prove that you spend 12 to 18 percent more using plastic than using cash. I mean, we've got tons of research on this. This is not a, a new phenomenon. And in, in the digital world, we call it friction. The, the easier it is without realizing you spent money, without too many steps, then boom, you know, you hit the PayPal, clink, boom. Oh, Amazon. You, you, hit, no. you, you, you click on your, your card is already on file and you just click buy. And there's no... I mean, no recognition that money's actually spent. The weird thing is, is the studies also show that when you use a debit card versus a credit card, that there's more physical, physiological reaction, recognition. I better have the money in that account. Otherwise, I just bounced a check when I use my debit card, right? Yeah. Otherwise, I've just gone into overdraft. And there's a physical, a physiological recognition of that in your body and in your brain versus when you lay the plastic down, you're just like, eh, we'll figure it out later. Mm-hmm. I think now, too, it's like the temptation keeps getting even higher because we've got we've got Venmo where you can just transfer money so easy. You know, a friend's going to be like, I'll pick up dinner and you can just send the money. We've got Amazon where it's one click ordering. It's like everything. It's getting so easy to spend. So it's like even... Even if you're using a debit card, I think it's getting more and more important to create boundaries around your spending so that you feel it. So that, you know, even if it's an easy transaction, there's a little bit of pain or a little bit of boundaries to keep you in line. Here's the other side of the equation. Retired school teacher, retired Methodist pastor, 3.7 million net worth December of 2021. We're debt-free multimillionaires drowning in a cosmic ocean of grace. Giving is the most fun we can have, not involving fat sugar or chocolate. <laughs> like we're he goes, speaking we're, to child, we're childless, but we have 16 kids that we support, so we have 16 children. Mm. Very cool. See, that's, that's what happens when you stuff cash. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. Mr. 
Christine Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Jim and Ashley are with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. Where do you guys live? We live in Clarksville, Tennessee. Oh, just up the road. Yeah. Cool. Well, welcome to Nashville. Good thank to have you, you. Thank you. And how much debt have you guys paid off? $625,000. Oh! Wow. How long did that take? 30 months. Okay. There's a story here. <laughs> What's your uh, range of income during that two and a half years? We started around 45000 and ended at sixty-seven plus a side hustle, or excuse me, 60000 plus a $7,000 side hustle. Gotcha. What do y'all do for a living? I am an office manager at Crow Estate Planning and Probate. Mm-hmm. And I'm a stay-at-home dad. Cool. Good for you. Okay. How do you get rid of $600,000 on $45,000 income? That doesn't work. <laughs> you must have sold the house. We sold our rental in California. Ah, okay. All right. And, and what did it sell for? It sold for eight ten, and okay. we used uh, some of that money to pay off our house in, in Clarksville, Tennessee. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> What's the house in Clarksville worth? Um, I think it's about three twenty-five. Okay. Very good. Very cool. Good for you guys. Okay, so you pay you paid that off and do you have any other debt? Nope. That was it. Nope. You're That's just now it. officially weird people. No mortgages, paid for house and everything. <laughs> we uh, we did have um we also paid off fifty five thousand um in a combined total of um student loans, credit cards, a car, and uh we had a turf payment. Oh, you did have other debt. Okay. We did. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. So we knocked all of that out and the mortgage with the sale of the rental. Correct. That's simple. And it took 30 months to sell it? Uh, We started for the first 55000 That was about the first year and a half. Um, And the last little bit was just kind of getting the house sold and and just kind of letting the money go to pay off that house. So you kind of didn't want to sell the rental at first. No, we thought renting was going to, you know, renting was going to be fun and um, it's, you know, passive income. Um, and it honestly, it kind of turned out to be a nightmare. Yeah, I bet. So, um, I, I mean, you, you managed to do it right in the middle of COVID, too. Yeah, yeah, that kind of, um, you know, we always thought maybe we'd go back to California. That's where we we're originally from. Uh, we moved out here shortly after we got married and we're like, you know, maybe we'll go back, maybe we won't. And then we kind of looked at each other and said, are we really going to go back? So what got you started on the Ramsey way? Well, in about 2020, um, I started with the podcast. And um, about a month or so in, I had uh, sent a text message to a mentor that I had. And I said, hey, I'm listening to the James Ramsey show. What do you think about this guy? You know, I'm interested to hear your piece. And he said, you know, <clears throat> Dave's a great guy. Keep listening. And so that kind of got me hooked. I bought the Total Money Makeover shortly after. And like I said, the rest is history. Wow. Very cool. Just like that. So Ashley, uh, he's got the podcast going. Is he giving you a hard time? Um, he's. We've talked about reading me reading the book. And um, he pretty much just every day I'd come home and he'd talk about the plan and the baby steps. And then, you know, we would talk about knocking each one of them out. And then he, oh, he listens to the podcast every day and so um when we're in the car we listen to it or we watch it on youtube so just no fun anymore (laughs) (laughs) it's really cool though to see everybody you know come from different walks of life and really stick with the plan and be able to pay everything off yeah it's awesome 
So you so you sold the house. What else did y'all do in this journey? Because you mentioned the side hustle, a 7K side hustle. What was that? So we cleaned my offices that I work for um, in Clarksville and in Hopkinsville. Okay. That's Great. awesome. So what would you say is the key? Because there's a lot of people who are looking at that number thinking, whoo, that, that's impressive. What's the key to getting out of debt? Um, you know, <clears throat> Stephen Covey has a really good uh, quote that says, uh, begin with the end in mind. And our definitely end goal was to be stress-free, to really, you know, like you said, live like no one else so that, you know, we could live like no one else. Um, and I think that was our biggest goal. We wanted to change our family tree. We didn't want to be like everybody else, um, you know, because normal sucks. Amen. Good for you guys. Well done. Hey, we're proud of you. Who are your biggest cheerleaders? Each other and uh, our families. We have Jim's mom here from yeah. California to celebrate with us today as well. Very fun. Awesome. Good stuff. We got the Live and Give bundle for you. That's the uh, Total Money Makeover book, the Baby Steps Millionaires book. That's the next chapter in your story. And a one-year membership to Financial Peace University, the brand-new version that has George and Rachel and Deloney and me and everybody's in it. So be sure and uh, watch that through if you haven't or give it all away or whatever you want to do. It's for you. It's the Live and Give Bundle. So very, very proud of you. All right, what's your uh, your child's name and age? Let's get him, get him in the shot here. His name is James, and he will be two in January. All right. So James came uh, just about, well, right in the middle of all this. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's part of the deal, huh? Good job. <laughs> All right. Fun stuff. I love it. All right. Jim and Ashley and James Clarksville, Tennessee, six hundred twenty-five thousand paid off in thirty months, making forty-five to sixty-seven. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt-free. Debt yeah. That is how it's done. I love it. Wendy is with us in Omaha, Nebraska. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate that. Sure. Um, <laughs> so um, the reason why I'm calling is I wanted to know if um, my ideas of moving to Japan to be close to my grandma is a good financially good idea. I'm a school teacher for the past two, 20 years, and I raised all my three kids as a single mom. So I don't really have much of a retirement other than the four three B that I received from the school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I do own a house. I mean, I think I still owe about ninety eight thousand dollars, but it's worth about two hundred seventy five thousand. Good. How old are you? Um, forty nine. Cool. So you want to go to Japan and do what? Um, be maybe uh, administrator. I do have a two master's degree, so I'm hoping to get into an international school or something and get into administration. You'd be near your grandmother. You'd be making a lot of money, a lot more than you make well, now, I'm right? Right. Ho- I'm hoping to. No, I, would, I wouldn't go if you don't, because it's very high cost of living. Right. And so, I, I mean, I, 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 I talked to a guy yesterday, as a matter of fact, that was in the IT world, and he moved his family, and they lived in Japan for three years, and the, co- the company he worked for furnished all housing, and they doubled his income. And so they looked at it as a short-term adventure, and he piled up a huge pile of cash in a short period of time. But if you're going to go over there and make the same amount of money and the cost of living be twice as much as it is where you are, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. Okay. Okay. What do, you, any, what do you make now? Um, I make a seventy 
You should I'm make a hundred and a half with a with a master's in administrative. <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried for the administrative positions yet. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, but no, I wouldn't go over there and make the same. You're going to go backward if you do. Mm-hmm. What about your kids? Okay. You're going to leave them behind, right? Right. Well, they're older. You know, the oldest they don't count anymore. Married. Yeah. <laughs> well, youngest one is still with me, but. But then, like, I'm also concerned about my house. I do have four-bedroom home. I would right, just sell it. Just sell it. How long are you going to be in Japan? Um, well, my grandma's 92, so I just didn't want her to be alone there. How long are so. you going to be in Japan? <laughs> Maybe five years. Sell your house. Okay. Buy another one when you come home. You don't want to manage a rental property or an empty house internationally you'll take all the fun out of this experience mm-hmm. so what do i do with the money that i get from the house put, put it in an investment to buy a house with when you get back all of them all of them all the money mm-hmm, like all of the uh, well i'm thinking like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. i probably yeah get. just put it in some good mutual funds and so it'll be there when you get home and it will have grown and you'll be able to buy another house And you're going to make a whole bunch of money, so you're going to add to that investment while you're going to Japan, or you don't go. That's what I would do. Well, and with this couple that just paid off, you know, their debt, they they didn't want to stay in the rental business. And managing that while in Japan would be, woo! No, 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 no. So much wrong with this. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. Everyone is at risk of identity theft. I don't care if you're a hermit living off the grid, listening to the show on a battery powered radio, all of your data collected by every company you've ever done business with lives online, your bank, your doctor's office, retailers, the apps on your phone, the gas station where you have loyalty rewards. They all store your info online, making them ripe for a cyber attack or data breach. That's why I've been telling people for almost 25 years, they need an ID theft protection plan. And the only one I've ever recommended is from Xander Insurance. They monitor your personal and financial info, even your home title, and take over the work if you become a victim. It's the most thorough and affordable plan out there. I even have it for my family and our entire team. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Hey guys, thank you for joining us. Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. If you like this show and you want to help us out, we would appreciate the help. We do need the help. We need you to do three things regarding the show. Number one, if you watch the show on YouTube, subscribe. If you listen on a podcast, subscribe versus just dialing in and checking it out. The subscriptions change the algorithms on the internet and on the different platforms, 
and uh, it serves it up to more and more people to be recommended if you're subscribing. So thank you for that. Leaving a review does the same thing. Five-star reviews only, please. Thank you very much. And share the show. If you're listening on talk radio, tell your friends uh, about your local radio station to tune in. And of course, you've got share functions on Spotify or Apple or YouTube that you can actually send the link and uh, click a share button, whatever, however that particular platform works. But, but, But help us spread the word. It turns out all of our internal data indicates by far our best promotional thing to help us get the word out of this information is you telling someone about it. You are a big deal. Thank you. We appreciate you. Jared is in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Hi, Jared. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave and Christina. I hope you guys are having a good day today. We are. How can we help? Um, yeah, so my question kind of in a whole package deal today is, um, my grandparents had their retirement funds in a, um, annuity that matured after 10 years. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, la- about around last year, I looked into what the retirement plan was and it looked like that their retirement was basically getting zero interest per year on that annuity, but they were still, still taking out, um, their, their fees and their expenses that the service that they had it in. And so I decided that, um, I was going to manage their funds for them. And I decided to pull that, um, retirement out and roll it over into a traditional IRA. Um, but doing that, it, it was a 5% penalty because it was only five years into the annuity and it was supposed oh, to you be made that up in one years. year. That was brilliant. Yes. Yeah. If they were making zero so, and you moved them into mutual funds, making 10 or 12, they made 10 or 12 the first year. They lost five, so they only netted seven. After that, they make 10 or 12. So absolutely, I would have done that. The only thing is, it was around last year, and now the market crashed. Oh, the market didn't crash. The market went down, and it hadn't come back up. But, I mean, overall, over the scope of their lives, unless they die this year, this is a brilliant move. But, no, I mean, you, you okay. know the market can come up and down, but the average of the market is has been 11.8% since it started. Mm-hmm. And so let, let you know, let's say you cost them five and you made them eleven, then you made them a net of six. Now this year you may or may not do that. Um, probably not in twenty twenty two, but twenty twenty three you'll be fine. Twenty four, there you know you're going to be just fine. I mean, some years you could make seventeen percent, right? I mean, it's it's an average. Yeah, I guess I was just nervous because you know I transferred it all over. They they dropped. I mean, there's probably a hundred k in it, and then you know five five grand off the top just came off of that well and then, and then they then lost another 12 20 percent yeah then they lost another 12 yeah. or 13 yeah yeah but yeah. but it's not you know you didn't lose it until you cash it in right no one gets hurt on a roller coaster except those that jump off during the ride yeah you did the right thing jared okay it's exactly what i would cool. have done all right perfect that's all i want to hear okay. thank you <laughs> yeah that's thank hard so much. yeah thank you so the important thing to remember it folks is this you cannot take a single snapshot when the market's down and use that to make your judgments about your long-term investments that's a moment in time you can't take a single snapshot when the market's way up and go well i made 23 percent on my money last year which i've had years i made more than that you know well but, but that's not the norm i mean you can't count on 23 percent no but you can count on the averages 
Well, and Jared, I didn't ask his age, but he sounds young. And if he's Gen Z millennial, this may be his first time seeing the market go down significantly. So it is kind of scary if you've, you know, gone through this season with COVID where it's been lots of highs and a lot of people have been winning in the market. And then all of a sudden it goes down. It's easy to go, oh, my gosh, I've never seen this before. But somebody like Dave, you've talked about how you've seen the roller coaster throughout Some, the years. Somebody, are you saying I'm old? Are you saying I'm old? Somebody no. old like Dave. Yeah. But I mean, seriously, that's it. Pan back from the moment and get not only a little bit of the future in your peripheral vision, but a whole bunch of the past in your peripheral vision. And you see the trend across something more than one month or one year. Because if you take a one month or one year trend in any investment and use that to make your decisions, you're going to make a bad decision. Now, I wonder, too, if some of that anxiety he was feeling was the fact that it's his grandparents, you know, money, and they're they're probably needing that money right now. What would you say to that concern of, you know, if it was Jared's money specifically, it'd be a lot easier to go, okay, I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to retire for 40 Listen, years. Here's the thing. If you left it where it was, it was, it was sucking. For sure. It was going to go. It was going to, you know, it's cost him money every year sitting where it is. He did the right thing. His anxiety is, is that he just wanted to make sure. He did the right thing. For sure. But for retirees right now who are feeling really nervous about the market, what would you say to them? You don't need the money. Mm. When you retire with a million dollars, you don't cash a million dollars out and set it at the kitchen table. You leave the million dollars in the investment, you live off the income. And so if this year you didn't, the investment didn't go up. And so by taking some money, okay, let's take, let's take do this. Let's take the hundred thousand. Okay. Uh, market's down 15%. All right. And you were you want to live on ten percent of your investments. So if you had a hundred thousand dollars, you want to live on ten thousand dollars. Okay, so you pull out ten thousand dollars, you got ninety, and it loses fifteen percent. So you're down twenty five percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the next year, it comes up ten percent, fifteen percent, comes right back up, and you still pull off ten thousand dollars. If you keep doing that math every year up and down, up and down, up and down, and it averages 10 or 11%, and you're pulling off 10%, you will get to even. You'll get back to the 100, and the 100 will just sit there over time. Some years it'll be 110, some years it'll be 90, and it'll be back and forth, right? But you're pulling off 10 the whole time, and it's just going to vacillate back and forth. So you're going to be just fine. And, and so that, that's the thing. It goes down, but it's not down permanently. So it'll keep coming up, and they can live off the income. So the point is, you never, in any of this case, took out the hundred. All you took out was the amount you need to live on, and and then it went down a little, and then it it comes back. It has it needs to come back the amount you took out plus how much it lost before you're back to your hundred, and it will over time. It will over time. I mean, if it didn't, it'll be the first time in history. Brandon is with us. Brandon is in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Hi, Brandon. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Go fast. I'm short on time. I got you, Dave. Well, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, basically, my question is, is when I was in college, racked up a bunch of student debt. We're halfway through it. Um, and during college, my mom promised to help me take care of the parent plus loans that she took out. Um, and, you know, as the holidays come up, it's, you know, really started to weigh down on me and wanted to know what your thoughts are on that and or if, if it's a conversation to rebring up uh what would that look like because uh we're halfway and it's just been a been a really long journey all right i'm confused your mom has a parent plus loan yes for my parent, school so yeah, I, about, parent plus loans are in her name and she mm-hmm. took that loan out and she said she was going to pay it 
she was going to help me pay it, pretty much match what I pay or 50-50 split. And, and now and, she uh, doesn't want I'm, to? Or she just it's just something that's gotten swept under the rug and she hasn't taken responsibility to help me or pay it. Well, I think we talked about it. You took this loan out. It's in your name. I can just leave it at your doorstep. Mm -hmm. Your mom. It's not in your name, Brandon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything you do to to help her pay her loan is because you made an agreement, and you should honor that agreement, but you're not legally liable in any way for this loan. It's a parent plus loan. It's in her name. And so I think we give her a little wake-up call, my point. Mom, you have a loan. Yeah, she needs to be feeling some of that heaviness, too. Yeah, you have a loan. We promised each other that we would work that loan off together. I'm not going to knock that loan off by myself because you have a loan. And I think some, some version of that with more kindness than I have in my voice right now is how your holiday discussion sounds. This is The Ramsey Show. you've been inspired to make a change with your money? Want to know where to start? Take our three-minute money quiz to get a plan you can follow. Go to RamseySolutions.com and search for Get Started to get a plan for your money. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.